0: Hello, and welcome back to the Soled Career. This is your host, Marketa, and I have a very special guest here today. Tren, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, Marketa. Hi, everyone listening. How's Tren, everyone?
0: I would love you to explain people what is your role in this world right now? What are you up to, what you're doing?
1: Okay, so currently I'm actually a copywriter. Um, but I, what I actually specialize in is actually sales copy and selling really in a very authentic way that, is, that just feels really good to you and it doesn't sound like anybody else.
0: Mm, I love that because even when I look at look on your Instagram, and I love absolutely what you're sharing, because you really do look at sales from a completely different angle than I've ever seen everywhere before. And a lot of people have this weird feeling about sales. It feels like techie, sleazy, it feels so weird. So I would definitely love to pick your brain on anything in when it comes to authentic selling. But before even we get into that, like how did you actually get to, to be in this career?
1: Yeah, so uh, long story short, I was in the legal industry. So I had a law degree and that's what I thought I was going to do. And I had um, very big intentions of going to the UN and um, working at the international court but then I decided that that just wasn't for me um, and I wanted to do something more creative so I bounced careers a lot and I wasn't afraid to do it actually um, in fact I actually chose the short contracts if it I, I felt they were going to be more fun um, and more something that I would really enjoy and then so I've had lots of different careers um, over the years like I was an event planner and then all different types of things but Then I came across being a closer and that's someone who actually gets on the phone um, like a 50-minute call and they actually close you on a product or a service Um, and that led me down to being a sales copywriter because I'm a little bit of an introvert so writing was better for me to to talk about sales.
0: Mm. Can you elaborate a little bit on like what it's actually like to be a closer? So if I do understand it correctly, let's say there's a company that's selling a specific service or product and they bring a customer through a certain lead funnel, let's say, and then right. to make sure that the, that the customer actually buys, you get on a call with them and you're trying to literally close them, right? Is that how I get it correctly?
1: Uh, yes, yeah. Um, and we will we can get to it a little bit later, but that is definitely a very the masculine way that we all um, explain it um, as well. But that's um, what we know it to be. So basically the beginning of a sales funnel where there's a free free 15-minute call. Um, My free 15-minute call is a lot different um, and the people that I work with is now also a lot different with my calls. Um, But essentially and historically, you would hop onto a 15-minute call or a 20-minute call and the person that you would hop onto the phone call wouldn't be the person who actually sells a product. They're actually called a closer and their job is to actually um close you which basically means close the sale so um whatever they have to do is to convince you to actually um make the sale on the call and then they get a commission
0: out of um closing the sale and that's how basically it works Mm. even from what you say yes definitely very masculine way of working what did you say what would you say is something that you have learned in a in this type of job
1: yeah, so being a closer now, um, I still am a closer. Copywriting is, however, my main thing. Um, I'm just a closer in terms of my current clients um, and they like what I do, so I close for them as well. Um, but now um, the I've reframed the whole thing, as in closing is actually not my job to convince anybody or persuade anybody. It's just really to communicate to the other person to see um, Uh, to see what they love to do or what they don't love to do and if this is something that's going to really help them. And if it isn't, then it actually is my job to actually tell them or give them another product or another service that will help them but not exactly close them on the call for that specific product that they got onto. So it's less about me and about um, the brand than it is about the person and actually when I do that, nine times out of ten, I do close the person on the sales call um but it's not because I'm salesy or anything it's really because I'm there to talk about them and what they need and I actually never have a script which is also one of the biggest differences I have as well
0: yeah yeah I can uh, relate to that in many different ways because I feel like when it comes to being a closer almost everyone is a closer no matter what job they're doing right it's just not going to be called this way but this act of closing is going to be somehow part of their job. Like I actually worked in a call center. So I, in a sense, I was a closer. It was very, very brief. It was kind of horrible. But actually, even from what what you're saying, like that other people have scripts, I feel like, especially when it's kind of like a low paying job, because typical closer is definitely not a low paying job, right? The commission that you can make can be a pretty nice amount of money. But from where I was, it was a student job, you know, like, you get literally almost nothing. And therefore you hire, there are certain types of people who don't expect high salaries, right? And with that mm-hmm. literally is the type of people who can only read script. So then you don't even have an option not to read script. You literally have to say these things. When it comes to, let's say, if right now someone is listening and is actually employing people who need to close other people on a business, how would you yeah. advise them to, to lead them So instead of giving them script, how would you kind of like coach someone who is supposed to close deals?
1: Yeah, that's really an interesting question um, because I was also given scripts and I've been in sales for most of my life as well. I'm trying to find my own authenticity in what I do. um, And I would literally throw out the script. Um, It's not a good thing to do and I wouldn't advise anybody to do it. I (laughs) would. (laughs) um, (laughs) um, But I would got to the manager and I I would say to the manager, do I actually have to say all this stuff? That's a first step. And then they would say, um, and if they were really good with me trying to find my own place, then they would go, okay, can you actually use the script, but just put your own spin on it or see how you can find a way that you feel comfortable with saying that. You don't have to say as the script, but maybe say in a way that you feel comfortable with. So um, that's something that other managers have told me in the past when I've worked for other people with the script. Um, As well, um, nowadays I don't have a script only because people trust me to do my job and they know that I just do it. So I don't actually have a script and they don't need me to to give a script. But if you're in a position that you do have a script, I would suggest finding your own um, voice inside that script. So it is, I would say, still a nice idea to have a script if you're new and you don't know what it is. And the brand is trying to be very cohesive as well. So you don't have everybody running around saying different or giving different guarantees or different promises as well that you can't really have that. But it's always such a good idea to go, okay, well, if this was me and um, actually that's the second thing I would say, I would say, do you believe in the product or the service that you're selling? That's, That's number one. Like, do you believe in it? And if you do believe in it, then you go, okay. well, how do I say this that I know that people are going to really feel into it? And that's what I would do. So number one, do you actually believe in what you're selling? And number two, um, how would you say this in your own voice? Mm -hmm.
0: I would even add something to that. I'm sure that this is something that's also going to be relatable for you. I feel like a lot of people, when they are trying to sell something, literally whether it's going to be in a physical store, on a call, or even like as a conversation, they are thinking so much about what they are going to say that they don't actually mm-hmm. listen to the other person because the other person most of the time tell you what they actually want. So you need, literally just need to listen and then respond to what they want.
1: Yeah, absolutely correct. So it, it's definitely... Um, this sort of play where you know what um, you need to do with the company but on the other side of it you kind of throw the playbook rules out and then in that moment you're just completely present um, and it's just you and that person that's all it is it's just you and the person um, and then we won't talk about it, but that you know you can sell in a group situation as well, which I've done, but we won't talk about it. But it's just definitely um, just be being a, lot, a present, which will help mm. with the listening. Mm-hmm.
0: So you talk about authenticity and being authentic mm-hmm. when you're selling. How yeah. exactly would you for yourself define authenticity? Like what do you mean when you say that?
1: Okay, so um, in selling... There is a lot of masculine energy and um, this is probably what you are reading in the Instagram post that I was posting and everything about that um, because I truly believe that copywriting and selling is very um, strategy-based. Um, very, it's very outcome-based, it's results-based, it's goal-orientated. Um, so you get a lot of the, the masculine energy and there's a lot of, and because of that, there's a lot of to do. I have to do this. I have to do that or how are we going to get there and the feminine side of that or the authenticity side that I like to play with is it's less about how or having to do and more about being and going inside so it kind of releases this strategy and going within yourself and going okay well does do I really actually want to say this or how is this going to fit with me or and it's also It's just about coming back to yourself and asking questions. Um, And I find that that also relieves the pressure of people writing copy or writing to sell as well because they feel like they can, it just gives them permission to be themselves. And when they do that, all of a sudden, you get this energy field of attraction when you do that and then the sales copy just becomes, Just completely magnetizes um whoever you're trying to attract. It's it's incredible to watch, but it it, yeah, it does happen. Mm -hmm.
0: For anyone who is absolutely new in this and have no idea what you're talking about, you know, when you even even the terms, right? Masculine, feminine, selling, what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. But they somehow understand, okay, the strategy is masculine. Okay, I get this part because that's what we are taught. How do mm-hmm. you what is the way how maybe somebody who's completely at the beginning of trying to sell a little bit differently because maybe they feel uncomfortable in the typical ways, how do you think that somebody could actually tap into this and finding their feminine flaw finding their own authentic voice? Okay, um,
1: I'm gonna give you an example of when I had my breakthrough and it just might help. I'm not sure but mm-hmm. Just might help if I give you an example of how it happened for me. So, how it happened for me was I was, I remember being 15, I was in my first job and I hated the selling thing and I was a salesperson. And my manager um, at the time was like, Why aren't you talking to anybody? And I said, I just don't want to sell. Like, and he said to me, Well, that means you don't want to be here. And I said, That's actually not true. I do want to be here, but I just don't feel good about going up to people and saying, Hi, how are you, and selling them something. And he goes, Tran, why don't you start with this? Why don't you just smile and then go from there? And I said, okay, I can do that. I can do that. And then every single person that came in after that, I just smiled. I didn't have to say anything, but I just smiled. And then immediately it just released this sense of having to sell them something down their throat. Um, But as soon as I did that, as soon as I became a lot more nurturing, um, I would say, like a lot more freeing and I showed my own emotions of how I was feeling, that's the feminine energy coming through and people can feel emotion with everything you do. And when you do that, when I did that, all of a sudden, if I just smiled at them and I walked away and said, oh, my God, that was so scary and then if they needed something, they could come up to me because they felt I was so much more approachable and they would come up to me, ask questions, and then the sale happened so organically after that. And that was that happened when I was 15. but And obviously, I've had to build on that, but that was definitely a breakthrough. So um, I'm not sure if that answered the question,
0: Maketo. Is yeah, that what th- you mean? I think you did for me because you said there's something that brought into so many other thoughts because you said Mm. the 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 moment that you start nurturing somebody and just the word nurture I feel kept I feel like it captured it so well because that's literally right feminine energy nurturing like literally what mother mother nurtures the children right and we all have Mm. it inside of us and I feel like being in a physical shop is such a good example because it makes it understandable so easily because literally you're gonna you, you will everyone knows these jobs that when you walk in and somebody literally jumps all over you and is doing like this product this product this product but if somebody else comes and exactly what you say just smiles and then you feel like oh I actually had a question I'm gonna ask them something or they're just gonna ask you are you looking for something specific can I help you and it feels different than what are you here to buy you know it's it's you know it's just a conversation starter and it. It reminds me of one thing. So my dad is actually in sales. My whole life, he's in the same company, same product that he's selling. And again, when you said the nurturing thing, I right away thought of him because he has personal relationships with all of the clients. He calls them when it's their birthdays. He almost like knows the birthdays of their children, all of this. And he keeps selling products to the same people for 20 years. And I have to say, when I got in sales, I just suddenly saw him in a different way. I saw him how much he has this masculine way of selling and then the feminine way of saying, obviously, without being able to name it, because for him, it's just natural. But it's so interesting to maybe even look at the people around you who already are selling and kind of like just look at the way how they're doing it and what you feel comfortable about what they're doing and maybe what you don't feel comfortable that they are doing. (laughs) Yeah absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I'm so sorry I'm gonna disturb the episode just for a minute because I wanted to tell you about something really really exciting going right now in the world of solid career. So a few days ago I was running a very very exciting workshop on the topic of building your best life and a career that supports it. In my world I don't believe that it should be the other way around. We are here to live and on top of that we are we get to have a very, very fulfilling career that is going to support the lifestyle that we truly desire. And in this workshop, it was one and a half hour amazing workshop. Pretty, like it was so cool. And we got to um, discover together with the participants about what it is that they actually truly want from life. Because often we have been conditioned into what we think that we should have, what we think that success is, what we think that being rich is, And the moment when we decide to decondition from that and actually peel off the layers of that uh, metaphorical onion, we've realized that we might be living someone else's idea of success. And maybe we have been running after something that we don't actually want. So we get to the place when we finally realize what is it that we want. And this is the best place to start building your new life and new career from. So I'm inviting you to join uh, that workshop as well. Even though it was already live and it's recorded, you can still get the replay for free. And I am so excited for you to go and dive deep into that. Uh, Just go and visit the link in the description of this podcast episode and um, go ahead. Enjoy. Now let's get back to the
1: episode. And I also want to touch on something that you said that was really important. So even though I'm trying to balance the the nurturing side of sales and the feminine side and and the more emotional um, heart-led side of sales, um, I do want to say and just reiterate what you just said is that everybody has this. Like everybody has a feminine and a masculine side. It's not that, you know, um, masculine energy means that you're a guy or feminine energy means you're a girl. It's just that everybody actually has both of it and you will see both of it in someone who is a leader. So you will see that in someone like Steve Jobs who is both a nurturer when he talks about the products and he loves it so much and it's feeling of love, this product that he just worked so hard with, you know, to do. Um, but you can also feel this feminine energy and you feel it with um, a lot of motivational speakers and guys as well. You know, they've got this feminine and masculine energy. Um, you fill it in also female empowerment speakers as well. They've got both this masculine and feminine energy that's, that just completely balances the whole ecosystem. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to reiterate what you said, that it's not like to tip the scale on one end or the other to say one, one is bad, one is good. It's not like that at all. It's just we need both um, to actually thrive.
0: Mm, I love that I love that how are you specifically right now currently helping somebody is there a way how somebody can actually work with you if they feel like okay I understand the concept but I still don't really know how to actually put it in action
1: yeah so at the moment we're actually doing this hour of power and I found that this is actually the best way to kind of just tap into what you need and also Um, for you to get something out of it as well. And so it's just an hour, I say it's an hour, but it's really an hour and a half of our power. And you basically just um, come to me with a whole bunch of questions of how you can better be more authentic in what you do. Or um, even if you don't want to use the word authentic, we can use the word genuine um, if you don't understand what authentic means. So it's just another way to say more genuine or give you permission to be more of yourself. In what you do um, as well. So, just finding that who you are in what you do. Um, And also, if there's a sales and conversion aspect of it, how can you actually create sales from that place? Which is also a tricky business if you're not sure, if you're new to that area as well, which is also a really good place to to start.
0: Mm. And we kind of like, uh, kind of touched upon it a little bit at the beginning that sales is not necessary only for like the, the knowledge of sales and the act of sales is not only for people who actually are salespeople. Who do you think this type of service would be valuable for apart from obviously salespeople?
1: Yeah. Um, honestly, I have found that the sales started me even when I was um, a teenager has really grown and I've used it in everything that I've done. I've used it for job interviews, I've used it for my resumes, I've used it for um, even when I talk to my friends and my family and I want them to do something else, not because for me, but I want them to see maybe a different perspective or reframe things differently or make them see that, um, you know, things are actually more positive than it actually is. Um, And just getting through those walls has been really powerful as well. So sales isn't actually to sell something into buying something. It could just be, it just could be communicating. Basically, it's just communicating something so that someone can see things from a different perspective, possibly be inspired to be their next, um, you know, version, next level version of themselves um in terms of like for myself when i've used it for interviews um it's actually knowing what they are going to ask you and actually making them see how you are um someone who's actually going to fit into their role and i've used so i've used it many many occasions to get all the roles and i can tell you all the roles that i've ever gotten and you'll say wow how did you get that role Because <laughs> Um, And like just recently I had, I was at Apple. I've got no technical experience whatsoever and all my friends and family laughed at me because they said, how did you even get a job at Apple? But it's not about that. If you actually understand what style is or understand who you are or can communicate effectively of who you are to get that point across, then that's the whole point.
0: I especially the last sentence of learning how to effectively communicate who you are I feel like this is like a bomb this is amazing I absolutely agree with you I had to just like laugh a little bit because what you said about the job interviews is literally I recently released a course where I literally talk about the specific things on how to sell yourself in a job interview so I find it hilarious because this is what I mean like Sales yes. is necessary for everyone. I don't care if you're a salesperson or not. Every conversation that you have is a sales conversation. Mm, I absolutely 100%. yeah, I absolutely love uh, this angle. And absolutely, I actually do have a few people online who in the past I followed. I even some sales I learned from dating advice. Then you have you can learn sales and actually apply it in dating, in friendships, in walking down the street and asking somebody what time it is, whatever it is. And I especially I feel like when you take the pressure of having to sell a product, having to sell a service, and when you take the pressure of it having to be a transaction, you suddenly start practic- practicing sales in this genuine, authentic way that you're talking about. And it's literally about like, just like, oh, I'm going to practice to have a conversation. I'm going to practice to sell myself to a stranger on the street. And I'm not talking yeah. about pickup lines.
1: <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Um, and I don't know if this is going to help, but this is a tip that I also give um, a lot to people who ask me how to actually break into it um, because there's a difference between trying too hard to be yourself um, versus trying to be your next level self or embodying that next level self. And that's two completely different things when it comes to communicating who you are as a person. so And people can see that. So um, you might be so desperate wanting to be who you are authentically, but it doesn't come across naturally. And that's also going to flop as well. So what you need to do is actually embody who you want to be and actually sell that version. And because you're selling that version, that's the more aligned version of who you are. And because of that, that will
0: attract whatever it is that you want to bring into your life. I love that and maybe I would just add one thing to that you know the reason why people might have troubles with this fake it till you make it because somebody might call it this way right but in a sense it's really like this embodying the new version but I feel like then when you can come into troubles is that when you're trying to be this person where you're not yet sure if you are that next level version and you are trying to be this person around people who know your what now we want to think is old version because they want to keep reminding you that this is not you and stop acting so weird. So maybe it's especially good to start practicing this in the moments when you are completely alone or without anyone who knows you.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I think that, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Makata, because um, even in my social media at the moment, if you um, have a look at that, I do a lot of creative work. So I do a lot of painting and drawing and sketching And those are the things that I used to do as a kid, but I never picked up that um, paintbrush or that drawing again because my parents always said, you know, you can't make money from art or there's that like limiting belief that you shouldn't be doing that. So when I started to actually um, embody that and go, you know what, this is actually who I am Um, and there was this kind of, um, there's this energy of almost um, like rubbing plates together, of who you are actually and who people think you are or the old version of yourself. And you just need to give yourself, once again, permission to just ignore that and step into that person. And I, I found that as soon as I've done that and I create all my social media posts with me painting or drawing or me being myself, um, it just has this different level of vibration. Like, I don't know, Maketa, you can tell me <laughs> from the out point. But I just feel like it's so different when I post a reel or post a quote with me just being me versus, um, yeah, something else as well.
0: Yeah, and also because you really do have a very original way of delivering that whenever I see the post, I already know it's you. So really there's something that I'm like, oh, trying try to another one. And especially as I am a person, I'm an audiovisual person. I'm not, when it comes to the internet, I don't like to read. And I love actually reading books, but for whatever reason, when it's on the screen, I cannot read it. And literally, it's only your post that I actually read, because I always Uh know there's just something that, also the fact that it's easily digestible, it is connected to the feminine, yet it's so easily understandable, almost like it's also put into this kind of like masculine way of delivering it, if it makes sense. Yeah, that, and that
1: um, absolutely makes sense.
0: And just going on the fact that
1: you have to shed your old beliefs and you have to just ignore what everybody else is doing, what your friends and family know you as um, in order to step into the other place. Um, because what I also want to touch on with what you said very quickly is that just, and I, I did an um, Instagram story on this this as well, so you can get really inspired with everything out there. You can get inspired with um, salespersons um, you know go-to salespersons you can be inspired by this podcast and all of these other things um, and you can go oh that's a really good idea I'll try it and sometimes there is this trial and error of what how you want to be but on the other flip side of it I want to say this is because I actually did this just recent, recently last week I posted two posts And I did that based on, wow, that's such a great idea. Maybe I'll have a go at that. Maybe I actually really like that. But as soon as I posted those two posts that everybody else did, it felt icky. It felt yucky, even though everybody had such a huge success out of those type of posts. So I immediately deleted them because I didn't want to ruin the vibration that my content was emitting out there as well. Um so I just want to just say that just ignore what your friends and family were doing, ignore what everybody else is doing and just trust um and go deep within yourself and know
0: that you have already the answers and just create content from that place. Mm. What I'm going to say right now, it might seem a little bit random, but actually way before I consciously was thinking about selling, I actually started doing this with traveling because I love to travel alone. Um, and I realized it actually for the first time when I was 16, because I, it was the first time when I traveled abroad by myself for like an extended period of time. And I was with a group of people from, I think like 11 or 14 countries uh, in Europe. So, and I was actually the only Czech person there. So nobody spoke my language. And I realized that I actually didn't want to go there at the beginning and the second the first day i think i got there i suddenly felt this huge freedom of holy shit i can be whoever i want nobody knows me here and i it's so crazy because like i'm it's been a lot of years ago and i still have this memory of it because that day and that at that moment something shifted in me and i realized that i can choose who i'm going to be how i'm going to show up who i'm going to embody and then throughout the years, it was becoming more and more obvious within different roles. And especially I really then felt that every time when I actually had to pick up a call and make a business development call or just having any kind of sales conversation, I always almost felt like I'm playing a role. But like at the same time, it's me that I almost always felt like I'm putting on a costume. And I now I'm just speaking as a certain character. And at times when it felt weird that maybe I was shy or something because I am a natural sharp person even though I'm sure on the internet I don't seem like it but in the moment when I thought of it almost like I have a costume and I'm playing a role it felt so much more easier to do it and then it just it was becoming so much more natural
1: that really digs into my heart and I'll tell you why because you hit the nail on the head in terms of also how you sell so um, this goes out to anybody who also has a sales position as well or, um, you know, is reframing anybody or selling anything or communicating anything as well. There's this level of attachment that people have with sales and so they feel like it has to be, um, they, they get stuck on this level of like oh, I have to make these KPIs or I have to make this certain level of sales or I have to make my sister understand or my brother understand this or why won't my mum listen to me? Like there's a several... Certain level of attachment, Um, even when you're dating as well. Oh, this is the person or the one for me. But if you actually just, as you said, wear this, um, think of it as just like a a role or um, just a version of what it is that you're doing. It just automatically becomes completely different, and there's this different vibrational energy of you have everything you could ever want, and this is just another part of who you are. Because we are so complex and our job titles don't define who you are. And I might not be doing this for the next 10 years. I could be doing something else because it evolves and you evolve and things flow differently and your messaging could be differently. But right now, this is where you are and this is where your heart is and this is where your heart wants to be. And if you, if you hold yourself to that too much, you'll get stuck and you won't be able to grow through it. And you want to be able to shed those layers then become different versions
0: of this, whatever it is. This is beautiful. Was, I think this was a perfect way to end this conversation. Tren, you have mentioned Power Hour. Uh, how can somebody reach out to you if they want to maybe have a consultation for their business, uh, for their company? How can they reach out to you?
1: Yeah, amazing. So the, power, the Hour of Power, um, it's something really fun that we've come up with um, as I was saying, you can go directly into my Instagram, just have a look at my post to see if you actually do get the feel of the vibes, that you're really vibing with it and really does um, speak to you and you really do feel connected to it. Um, and if you do feel connected to it, then go into my link in my profile because you can find the owl Power there and then you can just book a time that suits you and we can go through it and you'll be able to see... Um, exactly just how I speak or how I talk and things like that um, as well if you're still not sure you can book a 15-minute call with me I promise I won't try and sell you anything it's not a pitch it's just literally seeing what kind of packages will suit you Um, because most of the time what I will say is that when someone gets on a call 15-minute call it's not so much do I want to work with this person it's well, which package is going to suit me and and how am how am I going to get the best transformation out of it? So if that suits you, you can do that, but the hour power is
0: definitely where you want to be if if,
1: if you already feel connected to all the content
0: mm, perfect I, I'm sure that already after this conversation there's gonna be people who don't even have to look on your Instagram so I will also <laughs> link directly uh, the the link to to that specific uh, offer and yes I- yeah. Thank you so much for being here. This was a great conversation. I feel like this was really a way how to look at sales from a completely different point of view. And I'm sure it's going to be valuable for a lot of people who might be struggling in this uh, field.
1: Yeah, amazing. Thanks for having me. Bye, guys. Bye. (laughs)